Hey, Coach Randy, you know listening to a podcast too loud is going to hurt your ears. Thanks, Adam. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. And if you're the kind of dad who knows, then this is the podcast for you. Coming to you from the den, we are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads everywhere in between. Welcome to season number seven, episode number three. We're calling this one Dad, a Real American Hero. Why? Because we have Joe Torres of the Instagram site, The Mexican Griswolds. He's a road tripper, but he's also an aficionado, and a massive collector of 80s toys, namely the G.I. Joe action figures. We're really excited to learn a little bit about his background and his G.I. Joe collection, his road trips. But as Adam D., right now, it is my pleasure to introduce to you my good friend and podcasting partner. He knows no lockouts. He plays a full season. His name is Coach Randy. Coach, hello. Adam D., good morning. Welcome back to The Den. It is great to be back in the den. Can I ask you a question? You just did. Do you think, I'm going to ask you another question. Do you think Americans care more about the baseball lockout or the invasion of Ukraine by Russia? <laughs> well, I guess it depends who you asked. I do think that many people, we're not political, no. uh, but we are certainly watching uh, that of great interest. But that's the only news you get now. Yeah. yeah. And so in order for me to take my mind off of the fearful things, the mongering, I have to focus on the baseball lockout, which is disappointing because baseball is going to F things up I know, again. I know. And unfortunately, I feel like the story in Ukraine mm -hmm. is a lot easier to follow <laughs> than the baseball lockout. Like I was reading the story on the MLB site this morning about what they're trying to hammer out. Yeah, and I no, know they have a deadline of Monday. You know, talking about negotiations, these are delicate negotiations. Yeah. And they put the deadline of Monday, February 28th as being the deadline in order to have a full season. I don't know. They've got like a day to make this happen. I don't have, I'm not, and the, the th look at, the, the work, the work through the night, the work through the night to Talk try about to negotiation. Well, to negotiate. So one of the things I do understand is that, you know, baseball didn't have a draft lottery like the NBA does. And I think, uh, hockey, uh, has, um, and you, so there's apparently a draft lottery that, uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball says is going to be the most aggressive in any of the major sports. Then they have this thing called the competitive balance tax. I know what a competitive balance tax is. I have to learn a little bit more about how it pertains to baseball. Super two eligibility. I think they're just making this crap up as they well, go along. You know, and I'm thinking about they're, they're going to have an aggressive draft lottery. Are they going to like do arm wrestling to figure out who's going to go in because it's aggressive? It's going to be fight. It's going to be steel cage match. It's going to be Cobra Kai all rolled into one. Oh, like one. who gets the number exactly. one pick? Exactly. So you're going to have a, a, a member from each team, mm -hmm. uh, and, and and who decides who's in this lottery? I don't understand. I mean, do we like the lottery? I mean, why not the last place team gets the first pick? I don't understand Just, why you have to have a lottery. Or or it's like the NBA where you have the team that had the worst record mm -hmm. gets more ping pong balls in the hopper. You know, so I, I'm not sure how that makes anything better for players. I would like to see, a you know, like a fight club. They go after it. Now, that would be an aggressive. Or make it like lottery. Hunger Games. You pick a weapon. You run out into a field. Oh, so you could choose. You could use the axe. You could use the a nunchucks and the bow yeah. arrow. And you go out into a field. Like the Hunger Games. And last man standing, the representative yes. of that team, gets yes. the number one pick. Maybe the odds forever be in your favor. 
<laughs> oh, silly. And, but just, you know, so much to keep up with. And, you know, if you're a working person, it's it's very hard. If you're just a fan, right? You just want the season to start. I just start, want ball. You know? I just want ball. And it's sad. And what's even crazier is that we're getting to the point to where we're supposed to be entering spring. Yeah. But we just had this wildest, craziest storm where ice was all over the place. And You should have seen my car. <laughs> Yesterday I was out there yeah. chiseling out my car. Like I was an ice sculptor at a wedding. <laughs> it's crazy. And then, of course, as it warmed up, you started seeing these crystals just fall down that all over the place. Nuts. I thought we were under attack. <laughs> it felt so weird. And it looks like it's glass. Yeah. And uh, we live in the, the... For whatever it is, I don't care what kind of power and weapons we have, whatever it might be, nature's going to kick human ass. That's just it. Whether it's pandemic or it's nature and everything else... I think we're at odds, and we're, that's just how it's going to be. I think we deserve it, too. I think we're getting the weather that humanity deserves. <laughs> I think, I think right? you're probably First right. First it was the dinosaurs. Yeah. Now, now I think the world's trying to tell us something. Well, I think so. And, uh, you know, as far as that was concerned, I, my week was kind of pretty pretty filled. How was your week as a dad this week? My, my week was uh, was pretty good. A lot of work from home. But, you know, it started, uh, it started like most weeks, on a Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, we have a collector on today, in Joe Torres of the Mexican Griswolds. Which, again, great work. This, this is not someone we, we even know. This is someone you have found. I, I found him on Instagram. I was fascinated by his Instagram site. I was a collector of toys. I was a, a child of the 80s, so... You know, the G.I. Joes, the Transformers, the He-Man toys, I still have them in a box downstairs. Thank goodness my mom didn't throw them out. Thank goodness my wife didn't throw them out. They're sitting in a basement. Uh, fortunately, they didn't get damaged in the floods yes. that I've had. You have had some floods Several in the floods. But uh, they've, they've survived, and I understand that they're kind of worth something. And I was, you know, just sort of bopping around social media trying to get a sense of price. So Joe Torres is going to talk about why he got involved with the action figure craze. And a lot of it ties back to his own dad and the memories he's trying to conjure up with his own dad, which I think is beautiful. But let's talk about collecting. Yeah. So uh, my son and his friends, they have started getting into baseball card collecting. All right, good. Which is something that I was also into in, in the 80s. Now, uh, I know we've had this discussion before where baseball cards in the 1980s there was a certain point where they were mass produced, yeah, the, and they just weren't worth as they much. Saturate the market, yeah, yeah, like the cards in the fifties, sixties, yeah. and seventies. Yeah. Those cards, especially if you had a rookie, some big are bucks. worth something. Some big bucks. Eighties to nineties, early two thousands, the cards weren't worth anything. So now the baseball card industry got smart, okay, and they came up with new ways to market the cards and charge more, mm -hmm. and also, I guess, have them priced a little higher. Mm -hmm. So. Now, if you if you buy a pack of just regular 2021 Topps cards, yeah. it's like a work of art. So even the crappiest player yeah. in baseball who has a card, it's like thick cardboard. There's like graphics and, really? and um, you know, stylings. And it's, listener, it's, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Just so you know what, listener... Adam D. was kind of using his hands to kind of explain the nuances of the card. Which did nothing to give you a visual. <laughs> the coach has no idea what I'm doing. It's like you're making a ball like with like your I'm hands. Like I'm doing mimery. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing mimery. Um, but now they've created cards that are almost like Bitcoin oh. or these, what do they call them, ENTs or ETFs? NFTs. NFTs. See, it just goes to show you and how NILs, knowledgeable. NILs, yes. Right. So they've got cards where it's like one out of a series of one. Mm-hmm. So I took my son to a dedicated baseball card okay. store, and he spent like $30 on this card that comes in a box. You don't know what you're getting. It's a surprise card, but you know it's something special. And he pulled this Jose Altuve card. Oh. 
the only one of its kind. It's autographed, and it has a piece of a uniform that he wore. Oh, wow. And it comes in this you know special case. So there's nothing like it. So now that's like his token that he could trade if he wanted maybe a Mets player that he really yeah. loves. Somebody likes Altuve, he can trade the Altuve. But this is how they're doing it. In order to create more value in the card, they're upping the game. So it's a piece of a game-worn jersey, mm -hmm. plus the autograph, and this is what's making the cards more expensive. So I thought, Coach, mm -hmm. maybe we could do something like that, where we create baseball cards of us, we sign them. Not hard. I'll take a piece of my boxers, <laughs> podcast-worn boxers, we cut out a piece, we put it in the card, and we sell them for at least fifty, <laughs> maybe two fifty. You know, I know you're more of a boxer brief guy. Yeah, 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 you cut yeah. a piece of yours. Maybe one of the bathing suits I wear when I swim, because you know. I talk a lot about swimming. Yes, yes. And there we go. We have created right, right. Bitcoin-style well, value you know, you know, with a bad to the dad baseball you know, card. I, I love the idea, but most importantly for me when I was collecting cards was the gum, right? Yeah. Do these packages still come with a, the stick of gum? God, I hope not. Right? I don't think they're... No, they're not doing that anymore. They're not doing that. That, that was... There's nothing more exciting than that stale piece of gum. <laughs> that would rip the roof that, of your that mouth. you would put in and you would sit there and chew and within like 15 seconds it lost its flavor. But that's what you did. You know, and plus you'd, you'd open up the cards, you know, got it, got it, got it, need yeah. it, need it, need it. Um, so I, mean, I remember that stuff. Um, but I think what you're talking about is I think it's genius. You're always looking for great ways to uh, up our ante. Uh, we've got the keychain, of course. Yeah. But now we can get our own little baseball card with... Uh... <laughs> Let, let's do that. And maybe it's not a piece of our underwear. Maybe it's a piece of the bad to the dad, long sleeve t-shirt, which clearly we're doing a hell of a job selling. Merch. A lot yeah. of merch. A lot but, of merch. So that's the new, that's the new way I'm, I'm spoiling my son and spending money on him. So, uh, But it's fun because it's taking me back to when I collected baseball cards but now it's it's really like a whole almost stock market kind of vibe well about. i think it, it lost its flavor i mean maybe because i'm not in there anymore mm -hmm. i'm not collecting and you know it's not something i do with uh michaela and brianna yeah. i sort of did it with alex i have you know you know i had the whole basement full yeah uh, of just cards and stuff uh, i know at some point it's gonna be worth something uh so i figure yeah. i hold on to whatever it is uh, maybe it's an investment. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just paper. <laughs> well, now the hot card, believe it or not. This kid hasn't even played an MLB game yeah. yet. But there's a Yankees prospect named Jason Dominguez. Okay. I think is his name. Yeah. Jason with two S's, by the way, if you're following along at home. Is it J-A-S-S-O-N? That's right. In the middle, right? Not, but they are right next to each right other. Right next to the two right. S's. Okay. Fletch reference. Thank yeah. you. All right. Quota filled. Yeah. We're looking for this card. Yeah. There is apparently a 2022 card. For some reason, this is a card that's worth thousands of dollars. Like I saw on eBay, somebody had one and was selling it for like five grand. And apparently they're calling this kid like the next Jeter. Huh. That's not too much pressure. Next Jeter as far as, you know, what they're expecting what they're out expecting. of him. I don't think he's a shortstop. That's not too much pressure. But I, I hope this, this kid actually... Could you imagine being, play, a parent, some, yeah. <laughs> imagine being a parent of a kid and they're like, I don't know, it's... Uh, um, I mean, you know, my, my girls play softball. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we're getting ready for the softball season. Yeah. Uh, that's been a big part of our, 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 our lives. They have traps coming up, so we've been we're working hard on that. But we don't... Now, Michaela knows these players from all these college teams. Mm. You know, the college players don't have cards, anything else. Um, but it is... Uh, that's kind of where our heart is. We don't collect that kind of stuff. I kind of feel badly I denied them the pleasure of collecting those kind of pieces because maybe that's a little nostalgia that we could kind of connect with our kids. I, it's got to be out there somewhere. Because well, I think we're going to learn with our, our, our guest, Joe. I think that's 
a big part of his relationship with his kids. So mm-hmm. I, feel a little, I think I'm, I'm going to feel jealous after we talk to him. I'm like, wow, what a good idea. You know, what a good idea. That's that, I think he's going to introduce some really cool ideas. What do you think? I think there's no question. I yeah. think, you know, the reason why he, he collects is to create connection to his past, but also um, have, a, have a future in something shared with his kids. Um, you know, it's just talking to him offline. It sounds like this is something he's gotten his kids into, and it sounds like he's got some other hobbies like martial arts, of course, road tripping. He's an uh, IT trainer, a systems trainer, so he takes his kids with him, which yeah. I think is... That's that's amazing. You know, yeah. be on a business trip and bring your whole family. That is that is so neat. What a great way to see the country, mm-hmm. and you're actually kind of getting paid for it, right? Yep, you're getting yep. paid for travel, and you're getting paid to to do the teaching. So Joe is an extremely interesting guy. I think we're gonna learn a lot about how to manage a family very very uniquely <laughs> and still get out of the house, yep. which is something not a lot of people have done over the course mm-hmm. of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So we're bad to the dad coming up. Joe Torres, stay tuned. Bad to the Dad would now like to thank one of our sponsors. Running your own business is hard. You have customers you need to keep happy, revenue streams that need to keep flowing, and you've got competition. When running a business of any size, it's important to have an image that stands out. Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You gotta go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo, featured on our social media accounts and our website. You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Yes, we are on social media because the rest of the world is on social media. And if we're on social media, that means something actually happened. At bad to the dad is our handle on most of our social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also go the good old-fashioned route of a website. And if you want to visit us that way, badtothedad.com. That's the way you do it. Again, badtothedad.com is our website. You can learn a little bit more about your host. You can even download this week's podcast via the website if, in fact, you don't want to go the Apple or Spotify route. If you want to get in contact with Coach Randy or Adam D, easy enough to do, and you could do that via email. And that is contact us at badtothedad.com. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, I'm a child of the 80s. You are? I am. I know I don't look it. You surely don't act like it. You don't think? Well, I would have thought you're the child of the 90s because you look so young. Well, you're too kind for your own beneficence. And this is coming from a guy who got s- svelte and swole over the course of the, uh, the last three or four months of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I loved about the 80s mm-hmm. were the cartoons and the action figures. Which was your favorite cartoon? Just real quick. Well, um, and it's funny because I was talking to our 
our guest today yeah. about this. I would come home mm-hmm. right from school, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I wasn't over programmed like kids are today, yeah. where you had the soccer and the band. Da, da, da. So I would come home and three o'clock, right to the television. I'd watch with my brother. It was Transformers first, okay. GI Joe next. Uh-huh. Chances are there was a, a, a chocolate milk and a sleeve of Oreos involved oh. in that, and we just loved watching those shows and. We love watching those shows because we had the action figures. I love the G.I. Joe action figures, the Transformers. I'm surprised I have not put my parents in the poorhouse with all of my toy requests. But today we're going to be talking to an aficionado and a collector supreme of those 80s toys and more. And that is Joe Torres of the Mexican Griswolds. Joe, good morning and welcome to Bad to the Dead. Good morning, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have you on and uh, so fortunate that we connected over Instagram. I was just, you know, absolutely fascinated by your Instagram post. You know, imagine you, you put in a hashtag for G.I. Joe figures and you'd be amazed at what comes up. But most of the postings, most of the returns were from Joe's Instagram site called the Mexican Griswold. So first, let's start with the title of your Instagram account. I know the Griswolds, Vacation is one of our favorite films because we love Chevy Chase, but the Mexican Griswolds, I don't know much about that. So, Joe, can you tell us a little bit about the Mexican Griswolds and, and, and what all that means? Yeah, no worries. So, uh, you know, my, my job entailed that we traveled a lot. Uh, and uh, in 2011, uh, my job was just teaching Epic Software. Uh, it's essentially hospital software to teach the doctors and nurses and all that, how to chart, how to make appointments how to do all the checking in process for patients. Well, that takes me from hospital to hospital, literally teaching the software. Well, uh, eventually, you know, I got tired of getting on planes and my wife and my kids and I said, you know, let's just drive. So we started driving from one location to another. And our very first super mm-hmm. long road trip was from uh, San Antonio to Charlotte, North Carolina. So then that was a long trip, but not a very long trip. It was only like two days, but then we, our project ended and we went from Charlotte, North Carolina all the way across country to Oregon. So that was our like longest wow. trip. And that took six days. Well, en route on one of those days, cause we would stay every night at a hotel. We would drive like eight hours and then stop at a hotel. Well, during one of those uh, days we stopped and we were watching the TV and you know, the Griswolds vacation movie was on. Well, their road trip was going from Chicago, I think all the way to California. So it was very similar cause it was route 66 at one point. Wally World, Dad. Wally World. Wally World. Yeah, Wally World. So we were on it, and I said, you know, that's us. That is us. We are the Mexican Griswold. It's just funny. <laughs> we are Hispanic. You know, I was born in America. My my wife was born in America. My kids are American. They're born in San Antonio. But, you know, our heritage is, is Hispanic. So we were like, you know what? That is totally us. So we started, I started coining that and putting that all over the hashtags on Facebook at the time because I, I wasn't big on Instagram just yet. Uh, again, this is like 2011, 2012. And then a friend of ours said, you know what? I make T-shirts. Let me make you a T-shirt. And sure enough, she made us a T-shirt and said the Mexican Griswolds had the car on it and everything. And I sent her a graphic and she, she made it for us. So everywhere we went, you know, from uh, the Grand Canyon to Mount St. Helens, Mount uh, Rainier, Mount Hood, the Gateway Arch, uh, Mount Rushmore. We've been to all these amazing places, New York, of course, you know, the great, great states. And, and we just went to 39 states. It ended up beating 39 states at one point. And we we're like, wow, we really are the, the Griswold. <laughs> so did you, do you drive the family truckster? We do. We drive, 
we drive this uh, nice, you know, modern van, which is a Honda Odyssey. And of course, they've got super nice amenities and three rows and super comfortable to drive in long distance. So, yeah, my kids, you know, we, we 39 states driving all over the country. Yeah. Any chance you run into Christy Brinkley along your way? You know what? That would be nice. There was some <laughs> Ferrari. There were some similar for sure. Yeah. But you, you haven't swum in super cold weather in Phoenix. No. Uh, with a supermodel, no. right? <laughs> no, I have not. And if I did, I'm not telling. And did you pick up an Aunt Edna on the way? <laughs> we did. We picked up a family along the way at some point. Yeah, nobody died. You didn't have to strap them to the roof. On the, on no, the- our dog is still alive and no one else. <laughs> That's great. How many miles on the Odyssey? Oh, my gosh. We ended up switching vehicles because that was early on. So we at some point in 2017, we ended up switching to a, a, a newer van. We upgraded from the old Honda Odyssey to the new Honda Odyssey. And yeah, because we killed that first one. How old are your kids when you did this? Well, my kids were real little. My son was only about four going on five. My daughter, she was barely going to be one. Uh, so they literally grew up on the road traveling and it was, it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, they, to this day, we, we stopped traveling right now uh, as far as, you know, going contracting because I'm, I'm local now. Uh, but yeah, we, we still traveled down. We just came down from a trip to Bronzeville, Texas, which is an eight hour drive from here from Fort Worth. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, we still enjoy the travel. My, my daughter, she says the, you know, the sound the road makes when you're driving, she says she, that sound puts her to sleep still, you know, she just loves it. It's, it, it's hypnotic. And it just goes to show you how big Texas is. Yeah. He lives in Fort Worth, which is North Texas. Yes. Brownsville's almost near the Mexican border, right? At the bottom of the border. That's where I was born and raised until I was 18. And then we moved to San Antonio. Well, you know, that's why Texas was its own country. Yep. Well, at, at one time, you could the Treaty you could of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Well, wow. Look at you dropping a little history yep, yep, yep. on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Here. I love it. Well, listen, we're going to bring you in and talk about uh, the whole history of this Russian Ukraine thing. And <laughs> yes. maybe, maybe that's for another another podcast. So, you know, you were talking about your kids growing up in the car and growing up on the road, you know, what? talking about road trips like what do the kids get out of it like what do you talk about in the car what do they see i mean i know you you have a destination but as as clark w griswold once said you know getting there is half the fun it really is you know we 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 get the plan of okay today we're going to take off we're going to drive to certain cities let's make it a point to look up something that's popular in that city whether it's a restaurant whether it's some kind of site or some kind of monument so we literally, uh, I, you know, at least me, a good week before, I route the whole week of driving because we did that multiple times. We went from Charlotte to Oregon, Oregon back to Charlotte, Charlotte to Chicago, Chicago to, down to Texas, Texas back up to New York, uh, New York to Florida. So we just bounced all over the country, like I said, and we it was days and days of driving sometimes. And we routed it. We mapped it out. We said, OK, let's make it a, a, a fun event. Obviously, the kids have to have some time to you know watch a movie on the, t- on the in the car or pop on their headphones, listen to some music and uh, watch, you know, play video games or whatever on their phones or on the tablets. And, but for the most part, in between that, we stopped somewhere, like I said, the Grand Canyon, we'll make it a point to stop there and check out some, some amazing, beautiful scenery there and stop at the Mount, Mount Rushmore. That was an mm. amazing site. So it, yeah, we make it a, a whole trip, even if it's a good, like a two hour detour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, if it's in, in the general area, I'll make it a point to drive out and, and make a detour to just see this amazing site like that new uh, arch, or I'm sorry, the Noah's Ark replica in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, it had just opened that year, and we were traveling from Chicago to Florida. And I told the kids, I said, you know what? It's a little bit of a detour. We go through Kentucky, but let's do it because it's worth it. I heard about this amazing place. We saw pictures online, so we did it. We went there and got to see it. 
the first year it opened. So that was amazing. And, you know, I, I'm the dad that takes pictures like crazy. So we have all these memories on video and, and pictures. And, you know, my, my daughter at this point, she was older. So it was, it was great to have her see that. And then, you know, see it on, you know, in the news or see it in the books or see it in the, in the Bible for that matter, you know, and just so many cool things. So uh, we did a road trip. Uh, the pandemic put us in situation. So in the summer of 2020, uh, we live in New Jersey. We decided to drive out to visit my family and my father in Denver, Colorado. And my goal across was to find as many the world's largest blank, blank, blank. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, we've seen the world's largest ball of twine, nice. you know, the world's largest truck stop. Is there, as you're, as you're out there, you, you mentioned Noah's Ark. Was there something out there that you saw like the world's largest blank? It was like, oh my God, that was like the coolest thing ever. In Stillwater, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. there's a 22 foot statue of Optimus Prime, an actual like nice looking Optimus Prime and a 20 foot, 20 foot statue of Bumblebee. Look it up, Stillwater, Oklahoma. I took pictures and I posted it, of course. But it's it's just an amazing sight to see this giant. You're looking up at it, you know, through its thighs, and you're just like, oh my god, this thing's crazy huge. It's a twenty. Can you send me that picture, Joe? I, I'd love to post that, and then I'd, I'd like to visit it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And from here, from Fort Worth, it's only like a three hour drive to get there. Wow. So we've actually seen it twice because the first time it was on it was on a road trip through for work. The second time we were just traveling to visit some friends in Oklahoma. So we we're like, you know what? Let's stop again. It's really cool. And is it the movie version of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, or is it the cartoon? It's the movie version. It would have been amazing if it was the cartoon oh. version, but hey, you know what? To see that work, because somebody actually built that sucker, right? Yeah. So it's actually using real car parts. It's at an auto dealership, uh, and it's the guy just built it. And it had this cool story about it. I'll send you the pictures uh, of the actual plaque that they have there. And he says, you know, he apparently got this guy from Japan. He didn't like the original way he had made it. And the guy said, I'm going to make it even better. So he added so many little, little details like gears and, and just ama- just like in the movie. Right. So it was really cool to see that in, in person. I, I just hope that at that dealership, you didn't pay for four, four ball tires and a toe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Where the mechanic is also the sheriff. Absolutely. Right. right. Be aware of the business practices. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, you know, you already uh, opened up the Pandora's box. You started talking about Transformers. So now we got to talk about 80s toys. Joe, I go on your Instagram account and I get locked in. Uh, time is of no essence when I'm on the Mexican Griswold site because not only do you have the, the full array of the G.I. Joe action figures, but you have your like own versions of them. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, sort of the remodeling of the figures. Mm-hmm. But when did this obsession with the G.I. Joe action figures start? Well, for me as a, as a child, I was born in 77. So mm-hmm. 80, 82 through 85 were some prime years for me. My, my dad, uh, he, you know, every Saturday he would take me to go see, uh, to go get the uh, newest toy out, right? Because he was off on the weekend. So he would take me to, to the place called KB Toys at the time. We didn't have a Toys R Us in Bronx, so we, yeah. we barely had any. KB Toys yeah. is like God. Yeah, we had one in our mall yeah, of yeah. blessed memory. That was a little more expensive than Toys R Us when it came to the Joes, though. I don't know. I didn't pay for it at the time, but I'm guessing. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> I didn't care then. But yeah, so I would run in, you know, with my cousins and we would go in there and pick the, pick the toy. And, you know, I just, it was such a great memories to, to see the cartoon Saturday morning. My dad picks me up, takes me to the mall, you know, go to KB Toys. And here we are buying the coolest new toy, you know, from, from GI Joe's to He-Man to uh, Thundercats, you know, I, and Mask. Mask was one of my favorites. I love well. Mask. Yeah, I, love I have mask. a big collection of Mask. A car could turn into a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Do, do you remember that at all, Coach? Did, I got to tell you, 
We're just slightly different. I was I'm, I I'm a few years older than you. So the 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 GI Joes and the Kung Fu grips, you know, thank you, Eddie Murphy, uh Transformers. That was that was a little bit after me. I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons. But what toys did you play with when you were I didn't have those kind of things? I I, I was not allowed to play with guns, yeah. right? Uh, and don't tell uh, that to a Texan. No, I wasn't allowed to. We, we, we couldn't play cowboys and Indians because my dad didn't believe in that. Uh -huh. So we, there's no guns, there's no cowboys and Indians. <laughs> Your dad was woke before woke was right? woke. Uh, and so I played baseball, you know, okay. I, and my brother was into cars, hmm. you know, but we didn't watch cartoons during the week. I watched cartoons on Saturday morning. You know, Hot Wheels, no Matchbox. That was my brother. Okay. That was me. I, I, I was a ball player. I played ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my go-to cartoon was Mighty Mouse. Yeah, I didn't really do a lot of action figures for. for so there's no. And, and I, I feel bad for you. You were deprived. I was deprived of, of such a play with yes. with three inch figures. You know, creating all these scenes. But but also the fact my dad was also sent to the fact that he didn't want me to play with dolls, mm -hmm. because <laughs> you know if you play with dolls, you know, then that was just coming in with dolls, and dolls are for girls, okay. and so we're still okay. that generation oh, where. See. Even though he was hashtag woke, cowboys and Indians yeah. and guns. He's still a man's man. He's still a man's ah, man. So okay. I, I didn't have the pleasure where my brother, who was born a few years after me, he was born in uh, in 71. He did have a chance to kind of grow up in that kind of. Uh, yeah. But even toy. 71. Tyco. No, 71. Tyco. My, my brother was born in 71. Those Tyco. Those Tyco. Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those, those toys. Interesting. Well, wow. But it just goes to show you how children of the 80s, they were a generation that grew up on, on toys. And then they're seeing their favorite toy characters play out on screen joe yeah. did you have a favorite gi joe character or figure yeah on the gi joe side i would say snake eyes made the biggest imprint on me uh snake eyes and storm shadow like i just love ninjas i liked everything ninjas everything you know i've been in martial arts since i was six years old so anything mm -hmm. ninja martial arts fighting related was cool to me uh so him and on the cobra side the cobra bats i enjoyed the cobra bats a lot the dreadnoughts of course yeah, uh, uh, all those guys, even even uh, the crocodile, crocmaster, and uh, the boxer uh, in the cobra side, which is the trainer. You know, he big boa. He's got these boxing gloves and he's got yeah. this mask on. I had he always, I always liked him too because he looked tough, you know. And and uh, you know, I just so I liked all the figures. I ended up getting all of them, of course, as a kid. But those were the guys that I drew to the most, and I was like all about getting on the floor and setting them up and posing them like they were fighting. You know, that, that's the part that took the longest is setting them up, right? And having fun. Did you have the special edition figures you could send away for, like Sergeant Slaughter, Refrigerator Perry? We actually used my Refrigerator yes, Perry yes, action figure yes, to promote our Super Bowl episode a yes. couple of years ago. But did you, like, collect the proofs of purchase and send in for those kinds of figures? No, actually, I never did that. Uh, it's weird because I think my cousins did that. So I, I remember playing with Sergeant Slaughter. I remember playing with Cobra Commander, the, the mail away one. Mm -hmm. So I know I didn't do it because I, you know, we were just we were just happy to have toys and play with the ones we had. But my uh, my cousins, they did. They did the mail away stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. I remember there was an opportunity to mail away for the windsurfing apparatus. Oh, yeah. And as I'm a little older, I, I you know, G.I. Joe did a, little, a lot of strange things. I want to talk to you about this, Joe, but. You, you could send away for like the, the parasail or the wind sailing mm -hmm. um, vehicle. And I'm thinking, what military operation needs to do windsurfing? I mean, is this like, you know, when G.I. Joe has just had enough, they need to take a break. They do a little R&R. &R. 
they, they, they go a little, do a little windsurfing. I'm like, sure. what strategic covert military operation is going to require windsurfing? I don't, did you have I, I didn't have that. I had more of the tanks. I like the tanks. I like the planes. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing those. That was like in the 90s. They started coming out with more of those kind of crazy colors too, like the super neon colors and neon 90s, you know. At that point, I wasn't collecting Joe's. I stopped collecting in 87. Um, and, you know, not to change the tone much, but my my father was up in age. So when he had me, he was up in age and he passed away when I was nine years old. Oh, so sorry, in, yeah, thank you. In 87, that was the last year he he lived and that wow. he was the one that bought me all the toys. So whatever I had at the time, I had. My mother worked two jobs as a nurse, two, you know, two shifts as a nurse. So she didn't she didn't have time to take me anywhere to buy anything. So luckily I had tons of toys at this point to play with uh, at the age of nine. So I stopped collecting pretty much all those vintage toys at, at 87 and 87. Did you have siblings? I don't, I have, well, I'm the only son, but I do have three older sisters. Uh-huh. They were there, you know, they were 10 years older than me. So they, they were with their boyfriends. They didn't care about them. Did they make <laughs> you dress up and play uh, tea God, party no. like that? No, luckily they didn't. They were actually pretty tough on me. You know, my, right. my oldest sister, she took care of me because my, my other sisters that they have two sisters that are twins they're twins mm-hmm. and then the oldest sister's two years older than them mm-hmm. so a total of 12 years older and then 10 years older for the twins mm-hmm. so yeah the twins were always uh kind of beating up on me and my oldest sister. <laughs> yeah we're talking with uh, joe torres of the mexican griswold's instagram site he is uh just a fascinating collector of not only gi joe's but but other 80s toys joe um you know we're talking about the social media site if one goes to at Mexican Griswolds, and, and I, I really hope you do, or at the Mexican Griswolds, right. what are they going to find? And, you know, what is your motivation for, you know, doing all of these, these different scenes and coming up with these different characters, the, you know, configured with the GI Joe models? Yeah. Well, for me, I think if, if you come visit, it's all about nostalgia. If you grew up in the eighties, if you grew up even in the nineties, you're going to see all these toys that just are going to take you back. And, you know, a lot of collectors have reached out to me, uh, people that have Instagram pages and join Instagram and just like to view other people's pages. That's all good, but they're high collectors as well. And, and they don't show their stuff. So, because I'm actually showing my stuff in different formats from having it with a cup of coffee, which is a tag that I really <laughs> called cup of Joe with the Joe. I love that. Cup of um, Joe with the Joe. Yeah. I started that hashtag in uh, a year and a, just over a year ago. And it's gotten pretty big because everyone has some kind of drink or cop cup or something that wants to show off. Sometimes they're really funky cups. Like I just got this, New Boba Fett cup, you know, so there's oh, oh nice. <laughs> yeah. The Dadalorian. The Dadalorian. Yeah. So there's all kinds of cool things you can do on Instagram and to reach out to communities. Well, all of a sudden I start getting dads and other collectors reaching out to me saying, Hey, man, I love your page because it's so nostalgic. It takes me to my childhood. They might have situ- similar situations where they lost a parent that, you know, used to take them to a toy store and they're like, dude, you know, I really, I really connected with your site because I realized that I'm collecting like an adult instead of enjoying them like a child. And you are enjoying them like a child. I'm like, yeah, man, that's what it's all about. Why have all these toys in boxes if you can't take them out every now and then and be like, hey, check it out. Here's Skeletor, you know, or or just have fun, you know. And so that's what I'm saying. You know, why not? Why not have fun and enjoy yourself a little bit? You know, life's too short, right? Yeah. So you you collect other figures than than G.I. Joe. You showed Skeletor and Masters of the Universe was very big in the 80s, making a comeback with the Kevin Smith Netflix series he's got the he's rocking the t-shirt with yeah, man at arms yeah, and and, yeah. yeah so it's really making a comeback with all these netflix shows yeah you know what it's been really cool because my son was already into these toys because of me i've always displayed them on shelves and when he was really little he didn't touch them i didn't let him touch them 
Uh, Hands sure. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah, is the non-touch learned, zone. Yeah. He learned discipline for sure. So he sort of. <laughs> Those are my <laughs> toys, not yours. Those are my little toys. Little by little. Little by little. He was like, Daddy, please, can I open this figure? Or can I? No. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I would give him like one per year. So he would open it up. And then, you know, I see now he's older. He's a teenager now. My daughter's nine. My son's 14. Uh, they both collect. They both have their small collection of things. My son loves Hot Wheels. My daughter loves, uh, you know, of course, figures. And she has She-Ra. She's got Tila. She's got Evil Lynn. She's got G.I. Joe's and all these uh, uh, Lady J and all those. And it's really cool to see them enjoy that. And then I'll take them to conventions where we have, you know, collection collection conventions. And it's really cool, like the Joe Fest and uh, local area collector store. We went to a vintage store yesterday. So there's all kinds of great stuff. And, and they really appreciate it. And get this, my son, he's so retro. He has an 80s Sony Walkman. So oh, my gosh. Is it, the, is it the big cassette one? Not the disc, but the Walkman with the, the, the cassette. Yeah. Oh, she's listening to mixtapes on that thing. He's got a cassette. He's got the cassette. He's got like 80 cassettes, you know, from, from freaking uh, Van Halen to ACDC oh. to Queen. He's got, he's got freaking Frank Sinatra. He, he just loves the vintage era. Does he have the Rocky Four soundtrack? That to me was like a typifying 80s right? soundtrack. Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's got Prince. He's even got Millie Vanilli because I had to tell him the history about Millie Vanilli. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's great that you talked about your kids. It sounds like your kids are very much involved. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me uh, about this. Um, what does he hope to, to by doing so? What are some of the uh, the life lessons and that you want to cast on your kids? And why is this important for you to share this with your kids? Well, for me, again, it's the personal side where because I lost my parent, my dad, really young in age, that that to me left a hole in my heart. And I feel, you know what, um, when I got to be a teenager and I did the stupidest thing ever, my mother was just tired of seeing the toys, you know, and she's like, why don't you just sell them? And at this point, I was about 13. And my my mom says, yeah, you sell them to your cousin. He's he's five years younger than you. I'm like, OK, so we grabbed a big bag, a trash bag and put them all in there. I literally threw every toy I had in there, which was the stupidest thing I ever did. And sold it to my cousin for like a hundred bucks. I'm talking about everything from masks to He-Man to G.I. Joe's to Transformers. And I'm like, man, to this day, I, I regret it. But that's why when I became an adult, I started recollecting those toys mm-hmm. and I got them all back. Plus, plus more. You pulled <laughs> you know, the toy story. I, you pulled the toy story. Yeah, really? Yeah. So so that for me was like, you know, I, now I tell my kids, you know, um, there's going to be times where you want to maybe go through a different phase and not collect that type of thing. I said, it's okay. Box it up and put it in. In storage box it up, put in the you know basement, the attic, whatever. I said, but don't get rid of them. I said these are going to be memories of things that I bought you. I regret throwing away or giving that away to my cousin because those were memories of my dad. Mm. And you know, but you got your cousin say, "Give it back to me." I you know. know charge me it's like, oh, you sold to me for a hundred. I'm going to sell back to you for five. Yeah, <laughs> for a thousand. I him. I reached out to him maybe I don't know four years ago when I started getting really back into collecting again. And he tells me he sold him a few years after when he became a teenager. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> so now it's I'm sure you can find that guy on Instagram yeah, too. Yeah. He's probably doing yeah. poses as well. Wow, that's that's great. So real quick, we have a uh, uh, and Joe. This has been fantastic. This is wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for talking. And we didn't even talk about the whole part of where you're doing martial arts. And maybe I'll have, have it come back uh, on another visit. Uh, but we have a section on our our show called Dad Vice. Uh, and you've offered a lot of insight and nostalgia with your toys and uh, uh, and your collector's items and your dolls. And what kind of dad They're action figures? They're action They're figures. not dolls. They're action, They're action figures. figures. See, that's 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 a difference, right? They're mm-hmm. they're action figures. Although GI Joe, when they started, they were they were They're, dolls. Yeah. They were you right. know, like but they, but they changed it in order to make it more more male 
Well, boy. I thought they made them smaller so you could put them in a carrying case. So when you <laughs> went and hung out with your friends, it was just like uh, easier to, to, to like, bring them. Like the cars, like the, the matchbox oh, the matchbox cars. cars. Yeah, you put them carrying in carrying cases. Yeah, there you oh, go. there you go. Yeah, there's yeah, the, yeah. I think I had that. Yeah. It's like a, you put it on your belt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah you put it on your belt. There you go. There's the clip. There's a clip. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of dad advice do you have for our listeners out there that are dads, um, that it could be any kind of dad advice? What would you like to share with our dads um, as your role? One, A, that when you lost your dad so young, but also now you as a dad with your two kids. Well, it doesn't matter the age of your kids, uh, but if they're young, you know, you know, from two and up, just enjoy time with them. Embrace whatever it is you liked as a child and pass it on to your kids. Because I have a lot of cousins that are my age now, and they said, man, I wish my kids were into the collections that you're into, how they're into it too. And I said, that's because you didn't introduce them to that stuff. I started my kids young with watching He-Man shows, cartoon shows, like all on YouTube, right? I was just pulling up those cartoons and they appreciate the vintage stuff. They appreciate the retro stuff. And then here we are now in 2022. And all of a sudden, all these movies, all these toys are coming back. And I just think, you see, if you would have prepped them early on, because <laughs> really kids only do what you tell them to do, right? At an early <laughs> age, so. So why not introduce them to these toys from the our generation? And now they're all back. So it doesn't matter. You can find them on the shelves again. So it's really cool to pass that heritage, pass that tradition, to pass that legacy onto your kids of something that was pure 40 years ago. You know, the toys back then were just so easy and everything simpler times. Right. And now here we are in a world where everything's just garbage. You know, I'm talking about, you know, from from whether you're put. Poly, politics or not, you know, all that, it's just, everything's just garbage. So to have a, a simple time introduced to your kids and a fun time when back when you were a child from where we could just, you know, have a pet rock, you know, and get on our bikes and go out there and drive around. And you paid for it. Yeah. And you, you paid, paid for, for it. Pet rock. It was packaged so well. Yeah. I mean, God, yeah. that rock that, got such a fun yeah, box. That and the Chia Pet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Chia Pet. So why not enjoy that, you know, that embrace that with your kids and you know, some kids may take to it, some kids may not, whether it's Hot Wheels, whether it's Transformers, G.I. Joe's, you know, He-Man, whatever it is you want to share that you grew up with or something, pass that on to your child because you never know what kind of impact you're going to make. I've had lots of other dads and other parents reach out to me saying, hey, you know what? It's really cool that you were displaying these figures the way you do because that made me remind me of my childhood during this time, during the lockdown. I was going, you know, hard on, on posting because we were locked down and we were at home, working from home. So I was able to post a lot of cool things and create create things like Cup of Joe with the Joe, other other hashtags that I created. And a lot of people reached out to me saying, you know, this has been a lot of fun. It made me take out all my toys out of my bins from storage and post them that I never thought. So before that, these guys had pages full of pictures of like they were farmers. Some guys were into into just, you know, watches. And all of a sudden now they're posting pictures of G.I. Joe's and toys. And it's really cool because now their kids are saying, wow, that's a cool generation that you grew up with. I'm like, yeah, why not share that? That's awesome. Joe Torres has been our guest on Bad to the Dad. Again, if you want to visit him and what he's doing with his family, what he's doing with his action figures, at the Mexican Griswolds is the Instagram page. Again, it's at the Mexican Griswolds. Joe, loved hearing everything about your collections, your road trips. I think you need to retrofit a life-size version of the Hiss Tank mm -hmm. for your next road trip. That would be Pack awesome. Your kids in there. And I would love to see that thing cruising down I-95. That'd be awesome. Joe, thanks so much for your time. Your name is Joe. You like G.I. Joe. I feel yeah, like yeah. we need to do a Yo Joe, which was one of the slogans <laughs> yes. of the G.I. Joe cartoon. So yeah. on the count yeah. of three, let's all come together, Coach Randy, and do a, right. a Yo Joe. Right. One, two, three. Yo, Yo Joe. Joe. <laughs> we are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts.
Band to the Dad would like to recognize another sponsor. The northern New Jersey communities of Morris, Essex, and Union Counties have a lot to offer. Access to parks, recreation, sports, entertainment. Let's not forget some of the best school systems in the country and bus and train lines to New York City. And if you're looking for a home in Morris, Essex, or Union County, one realtor really stands out. And that is the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. They know the schools. They know the people. How? Because they live here too. They're raising kids here. And like you, they want the best life for their families. If you happen to be moving from Hoboken, Jersey City, or any of the five boroughs, the Stan K team has an active marketing plan designed just for you, for a quick, hassle-free experience. So whether you're looking at Montville or Montclair, Westfield or West Orange, before you go anywhere, go with Stan K. Contact Agent Idan Karen at his email, idan.karen at compass.com. That's Edan spelled I-D-A-N dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N at compass.com. Or call Edan at 516-730-4726. We know Edan. We trust Edan. He's actually one of our neighbors. Call him at 516-730-4726. That's the Stan K Group a Compass Realtor. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Want to thank Joe Torres, our guest from the At Mexican Griswolds or At The Mexican Griswolds Instagram site. Uh, Joe, of course, a fierce collector of 80s toys, namely the G.I. Joe toys. Also loved how he takes his kids with him on road trips, business trips. What a wonderful way to see the country. Coach, um, as a G.I. Joe collector myself, and you know, every time I look at my toys, I think back to the 80s. For him, it's a connection to his dad, who unfortunately died when Joe was at an early age, yeah. nine years old. So the fact that uh, these toys are a manifestation, a representation of those good times with his father is really something significant. But man, what what an industry this has become. And, you know, acquiring figures. And he was talking about kit bashing offline. Where you kit, take, kit bashing. Kit, kit bashing. Kit no, bashing. no, no. We have to be very careful. Yes. We have to enunciate yes. kit bashing. Kit, K-I-T. You, you take the legs of the head of one figure and you put them on the body of another and you create a, a whole new mm-hmm. figure. And apparently there's a whole community of people who do this and they share their ideas. And I think that's kind of neat. That just sounds like too much like Toy Story with... Well, it's also a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. But I, I remember collecting. I, I don't know if Joe feels the same way, but there was a point where G.I. Joe, I felt, jumped the shark. Yeah. Like you had the guys who looked like soldiers. They were in green fatigues. They had guns. They drove trucks. Then you had Cobra. And Cobra was cool because they had all of the like just wild villains and terrorists. But you had one that was dressed up like an eagle. You had another one that was dressed up like a snake. You had another one that was uh, you know dressed up like a motorcycle gang. I think at some point they sort of lost their way as far as 
what does a, a military incursion look like? Because now we're dressing, we're, we're fighting guys who are just dressing up for Halloween. You know, so what I, I do feel a little bit of envy and jealousy. A, I didn't have that in my life, mm-hmm. and I feel like I missed out on, on that. And I hear you talking about, even with, you know, our wonderful friend Chris Diaz, he's someone who's collects, I mean, and he wow. po- and he sends us pictures mm-hmm. of his latest purchases. His, his, his wife and daughter are sleeping in the garage because there's no room for them in the actual house. You know, so talking to Joe, I could appreciate, you know, what he's doing, and I love the fact his dad advice was, you know, you know, spending time, and he brought his, you know, uh, bring your toys out and bring your, I know, action figures, of course. I, I not, dolls. Me, not dolls. Not dolls. <laughs> not dolls. But that, I think, I, I think I just missed that, 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 that piece of the, uh, the crave. Uh, and the fad of doing so. So I feel like all of you have these stories with these, and you, and you know the characters, you know what they mean, whether it was through Marvel or it's mm. through DC. Um, I, I just missed out. The only thing for me, like Star Wars. Oh, but even, yeah. But even with Star Wars, I, I loved it, but I'm, I'm not like one of those turbo fans that kind of get in there and understand all the different planets and all the different things. So I don't know if I... And then I didn't bring it to my kids either, mm-hmm. so I think I've, I've they've missed out. Yeah, but you have your own. You know, you have sports, you have baseball, which is nice. But it's... I think what you're doing is uh, is a really neat thing over the course of time. You you talked about the uh, the story with you and and Aiden and the baseball cards and the baseball cards. We're gonna be our own baseball cards with uh, little pieces and chunks of our boxer briefs, which is great. Uh, they'll be clean, not worn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just think, it's uh, a really neat thing that Joe talked about. What you're doing and how you stay connected as a dad with your kids—it's amazing. You know, we're getting close to our hundredth episode, and we've probably spoken to about a hundred dads. Yeah, and every dad kind of has their own thing. Yep. Right. You know, you've got dads who golf and dads who fish, and again, they get invested in it. Yeah. Invested in many ways in time and money, and then they create community around it, and then they create more local community around it with their kids, and they're passing on these traditions, which I I think is just. Uh, really the reason why we're having this conversation why we're no, doing and, this thing every week and, and if i may adam d again yeah you, 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 you go deep and i don't know you, you throw that uh, fishing line out there and you just seem to grab individuals and this is someone because of our technology through instagram thank you god connect, for social media you know, otherwise I mean, we'd be running out of guests you know and uh what i also think is that uh, for many the pandemic lockdown was terrible but i think we found a way to stay connected i know in our life uh, for us, it was sort of a blessing to reconnect with our kids and yeah. our family and uh, appreciate what we have. But another dad that's from Texas, you know, without yeah. technology, wouldn't connect with them. Uh, bravo. Out of date. When I go down to Dallas to visit my in-laws, I- I'd yeah. love to meet Joe. He seems yeah. like a really, He's really a cool guy. guy. really nice person. So Yeah. I'm going to totally geek out, bring some action figures. <laughs> We're going to trade. He's going to show me how to kit bash. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll create the, the new... Awesome. Maybe maybe there's a Coach Randy action figure, or maybe there's a maybe there's a Bone Daddy action figure. Oh, now you're talking. I love the way you think, Coach well, Randy. It's all about merch because we're yeah. not selling any yet. I tell you, <laughs> mind gems, mind gems, just sprouting from your brain. Awesome. So, listeners, dads, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week and stay bad to the dad.